Welcome to AMA Baltimore Marketing Stories, a podcast dedicated to exchanging ideas and delving into the minds of some of the leading marketers in the greater Baltimore area, brought to you by AMA Baltimore. In this season, we're taking you behind the scenes of some of the award-winning campaigns and agencies from our 2019 MX Awards. Now, here is your host, Casey Callanan. Welcome back to the Baltimore Marketing Stories podcast. I'm going to let my guest introduce herself now and tell me a little bit about the recent project that won the MX Award. All right. My name is um, Lisa Dorsanio. I'm an account manager for Devaney and Associates. We are discussing a recent digital marketing campaign we did for Vectrin, who is a Midwest energy company. And our agency has unique expertise in creating safety campaigns for gas companies and associations throughout the U.S. Just a little bit of background on this. There's a federal regulation that requires natural gas companies to communicate with four key target audiences, emergency responders, public officials, excavators, and the general public. And that's at regular intervals. And then they actually have to evaluate their efforts and report that to the Department of Transportation every four years. And that's the federal DOT. So we understand this regulation very well. And because of this expertise, Vectron has trusted us with portions of their communications and their evaluation requirements under the law since 2008. In 2017, they came to us with a request to create and execute an expansive media campaign targeting the general public in the majority of Indiana and select counties in Ohio. And they also asked that we conduct a consumer awareness survey post-campaign and compile that data with other surveys as well as document their communications efforts for the prior four years and actually prepare their audit report for the DOT. Um, That wasn't part of our entry, but it just kind of shows the vastness of um, what these companies have to do and then those that help them, you know, what they actually have to do. Um, <clears throat> to meet this federal requirement. So they really wanted to make a splash in 2018 because they've been increasing their communications efforts every year and wanted to show their leadership as well as auditors that it was really worth the effort. So that's pretty much the background of the project. Can you tell me a little bit about the creative process and research that went into this campaign and developing it? Yeah, sure. Um, it was kind of tough because we knew we'd have to reach everyone 18 plus in the majority of counties in Indiana and a few in um, southwestern Ohio. So we kind of had to ask ourselves, how are we going to target that broadly and yet granularly without waste that often comes with broadcast? Plus, in this particular industry, there can be a lot of overlap since gas companies can operate in neighboring areas. And they're all trying to communicate the same messages, not to mention to save costs and broaden their reach. A lot of gas companies join together under associations and do collaborative campaigns. So since other operators and associations that Vectron was involved with as well, were doing radio and television. Our team settled on a primarily digital campaign. And when we began researching the digital options, Our media team decided on a generational approach since all ages consume media in different ways. And our plan really included digital radio, pre-roll video, and a variety of digital display targeting tactics, among other things. Won't bore you with (laughs) with all of the granular targeting tactics. But we also really wanted to engage our audiences. So we decided to use video 
and a campaign microsite, which featured humor and an interactive element to aid in memorability. And we, for that interactive element, we did a quiz. We're basically trying to educate the public on how to recognize and respond to a gas leak, as well as to call prior to digging to not damage underground utilities. So it's not terribly sexy stuff. So we felt like it had to stand out. And our creative team really brought it with their initial concepts. We actually had one campaign that was centered on not being a gas hole, which everyone loved, but it ended up getting shelved. So we ended up on a campaign we called Not That Guy, where we have a buffoon-like character that always does the wrong thing when presented with a gas leak, and then he doesn't call before digging. So since we had video and we have some rural areas also in the Midwest, our media team also incorporated some movie theater advertising. So that was our one non-sort of digital component. So tell me about the video development process. I think a lot of people listening to this podcast might be interested in learning how you went into the video production because that can be quite resource intensive. Yes, it was. And part of the um, challenges for this were that we had to put so much to the media campaign. We didn't have a giant budget for um, video. So we did 15 seconds. And we did animation and we just had, a, had to keep a teep, like a tight rein on the rounds of revisions and um, not let it go on too long to jack up the cost. But we have some great video partners that, um, that hadn't really done a lot of animation before. So they were excited to try it and to help us out to build their portfolio. So we were able to build, to pull a few strings that way too. Very cool. So this Campaign obviously won an MX award here with the AMA Baltimore chapter. So it was mm-hmm. clearly a special campaign. Was there a part of this process that it hit you that this was, you guys were on to something special here? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, we were really excited because we, as I mentioned, we've been in this industry for a while. And over the years, our clients have let us try some pretty cool things. So um, we were really excited to conduct a primarily digital campaign in a pretty traditional industry. I mean, energy marketing isn't necessarily traditional, but when you're talking about this safety advertising, you're in a more traditional realm and companies kind of like to stick to that broadcast. So since so much had changed media and technology wise since our last big energy campaign, it was kind of fun to take what we've been able to do with other clients and, and apply it to the sector. But we did know it was going to be a success when, I mean, the first week in market, a county official in Ohio sent an email to someone in her county who found someone else after seeing the movie trailer. And the email eventually made its way to our client. And that um, county had requested the spot to share among their constituents. So at that point, we knew it was going to be memorable. Are there any other challenges you want to discuss and tell us about maybe some challenges that you overcame and were notable? Yeah, there were a few. The client does not have a Facebook page. Um, Their corporate communications was pretty um, adamant about that. So we couldn't really incorporate social media into our efforts, which we feel would have been a really great way to generate engagement and track response. We also encountered some hesitance over the microsite. We were eventually able to build one, but it had to come down after the campaign concluded. 
And we also, as I mentioned earlier, put so much to the under the media campaign. We had a shoestring budget for the creative. So we kind of had to really conserve resources, as I mentioned, and call in some uh, some favors on the animated spots. And then um, producing the website, we had to, you know, kind of keep it small and manageable so that we could make it cost effective. Very interesting that they didn't have social media. Yeah, yeah that adds a lot of challenges. Yeah, they had Instagram, but um, we we weren't allowed to have access to it. So um, so we kind of had to rely on them and, and give them some Im- you know some imagery and stuff like that to put stuff on Instagram and, and post the videos. But yeah, it wasn't it that was tough. <laughs> well, sure. Anytime you're working with a, inside an industry that has a lot of regulation and you know regulatory measures, I'm sure. It's a challenge. Do you have any tips for people or agencies that might be working with in a similar industry where there is a lot of that? Yeah, I mean, you just you kind of have to work with the client and listen to them because they're the experts on that. Um, And, you know, there's usually ways to kind of get around it. So instead of having social media so that we could do viral, then, you know, we came up with the quiz element that people had to um, quiz themselves on natural gas safety on the microsite so that they could win a prize. So um, so that was one way that we got around it. And then making sure that we continually gave them the, the tools to promote the program through their own resources, um, you know, kind of helped as well. Totally. And I'm sure you had metrics on who was taking the quiz and all that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to talk about results and, and what kind of metrics you tracked and how you knew that this campaign was successful? Yeah, um, we, our digital campaign, our display tactics got a click-through rate of more than 0.1%, which we felt was really good for general awareness. And we also had a video completion rate of nearly 66%. So industry standards at the time from the IAB um, were 60%. So nearly 200,000 people completed the video. So we thought that was, you know, really successful. And in just three months, we saw more than 10,000 sessions on the microsite. 100 people took the quiz. Um, They had to complete and score above 80%, which entered them to win win the prize. So we did see a lot of people go to take the quiz, but we don't know if they just, I mean, it wasn't that hard. So we don't know if they just, you know, didn't complete it or didn't score the 80% um, or just decided not to enter. And the post-campaign survey results showed, because we ended up doing a telephone survey of the general public in the um, veteran service areas, and they showed awareness of key safety messages was high and increased over campaign survey, which we completed in 2014. Very cool. So obviously the the quiz, they were incentivized to take it because there was a prize, but how did you get Mm -hmm. the quiz in front of them? Was there like paid media buys? Like how did... Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had had paid media buys where we did, um, we were on Pandora, Spotify, iHeart for digital radio. We were... um, on the um, digital display everywhere um, that, you know, anybody went. We did a lot of targeting tactics, like if people went to the website, we um, we followed them around with some retargeting messages. 
We were um, targeting people who had energy apps um, and, you know, were had downloaded their like local utilities apps and that sort of thing. So we did a lot of different targeting strategies, but it was general digital display that drove people to the microsite. Very cool. So I have to ask this question. I think I've asked everyone so far as part of this podcast. Is there anything you would have done differently looking back on the campaign? Yeah, other than really having social media, which we didn't really have a lot of control over. Um, we really, I, I wish we could have gotten more responses to the survey. Um, I don't know if maybe we had done one large incentive instead of what we did was one winner per week with a smaller incentive. It was a hundred dollar gift card. So maybe if we had done maybe one big prize, um, maybe something that was a little more, um, in line with what we were trying to do, um, you know, like a yard makeover or something like that, um, to kind of push the call before you dig message. I don't know if that would have been more effective or if people just are skeptical over this kind of stuff. Um, I mean, we saw that we got a lot of interest and that we, um, people were getting the messages, but I would have loved to have gotten more responses and email addresses to kind of work into campaigns moving forward. Totally. So your client is, they're based out of the Midwest. Is that, is that mm -hmm. right? Okay. Yep. So what was the communication process like Devaney and Associates? You guys are located here in the Baltimore area. Your client mm -hmm. is in the Midwest. Talk to me about the communication. What, did you have to travel there for a lot of meetings? Was there a lot of Zoom meetings? Um, how did that work? Yeah, we, um, I mean, like I said, we've been working with them since 2008. So back in 2008, 2009, I was in Indiana and Ohio all the time. Um, but now with all of the video conferencing and everything, it's so much easier. So yeah, we did a lot of Zoom meetings. Um, that's how we presented storyboards. We did um, a ton of calls and communication um, just to kind of make sure that everybody was meeting deadlines and that, you know, we would be able to get into market on time. And, you know, it was just a lot of conference calls and Zoom meetings. So it was, it's pretty easy today. Got it. So tell me about Devaney and Associates. You guys are an advertising, marketing, and PR firm located in Owings Mills, Maryland. Um, what other mm -hmm. clients do you work with? How long have you guys been around? Tell me about your um, agency. All right. Well, we have been around since 1991. Um, we, we were started by Diane Devaney. And um, so we are a women-owned business. We are located in Owings Mills. Um, we have clients all over the map. I mean, one thing that Diane has really tried to do is not put all her eggs in one basket. Of course, we have a ton of experience in certain niches like most agencies do. Um, but we really are everywhere um, as far as industry-wise. We have a lot of healthcare. Um, we do do some retail as well. Um, we have a client, Carroll Hospital, that has been our client since 1997. Um, so well more than 20 years with one particular client. So we're really proud of the longevity and relationships that we build with our clients. And as I mentioned, we have to be with since 2008. So, you know, that's more of a decade in working with within this industry and in another state, you know, that they really trust us 
to understand what they're trying to do, even though we're not in our market. So um, we really pride ourselves on, you know, deep diving into our clients' industries and our markets and getting to know the different areas and, you know, really trying to, to figure out what's going to resonate with audiences. So, and we can, we can take that philosophy to any industry. Definitely. Do you have a lot of clients mostly um, all over the country or are they specifically generally to the Baltimore area? Uh, most are within Baltimore, Maryland, but we do have another niche, um, which is relay marketing. It's the tele- telecommunication service for the deaf and hard of hearing. So kind of like this energy safety um, niche, we are all over with the relay marketing. So we're in Montana, we're at Washington State, we've worked with California, Nevada, um, Georgia, Virginia, Florida. So with these sort of state kind of contracts, they can sort of be replicated anywhere. So, and same deal with that regular communications by, um, you know, conference call and, and zoom meetings. And, um, you know, probably once a year, somebody from the team's got to fly it, you know, somewhere, um, to attend like a big meeting, but, you know, generally it's all, communication space but yes those are those are the two industries that were that really kind of take us to different areas of the country totally so this is the ama baltimore chapter marketing podcast and so i i would want to ask a little bit about the baltimore area and have you been working in this in this area for a while? Tell me about what you like about Baltimore. What what is kind of unique maybe about this market? And just speak to us a little bit about your thoughts on working in the Baltimore area. Uh, well, we're Baltimoreans at heart, um, so we just love seeing local organizations grow and thrive in this market. So um, we do have like I said earlier, a ton of clients in this area and anybody that's sort of built a business in this area, we just love to see other organizations grow and thrive in their industries. And I mean, as far as marketing in this area, I mean, it kind of depends on your target audience for your client and who you're trying to reach. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a great market to be in. Um, you know, we kind of have the best of both worlds. We're a little bit in the shadow of DC. So it is a little more um, affordable. So that's nice. And when we do go outside of our area, you know, we are priced competitively because we're not, you know, in a high, high market. Um, but I mean, there's just so many avenues and we have great relationships with the local media broadcasts. And, you know, we try to stay local in that realm when we're buying um, display. So we just, you know, we're just hometown people and we like to help our hometown businesses and, and give as much to we, as we can to the, um, you know, the local economy and, and, you know, patronize that and help businesses, you know, just gain market share in this area. So do you have any acknowledgments or shout outs you want to give um, on this campaign with Veteran? Oh, yeah. I mean, our creative team led by Casey Basha is um, she's our creative director and, you know, she's just brilliant. And um, our media team led by Susan Casey is amazing. Um, She just always takes an audience first approach. And, 
you know, instead of just wasting our clients' money and, and spending wherever, just praying that we're going to get something. I'm not saying other agencies do that, but um, just really trying to hone in on, on what we're trying to do and not just kind of spray and pray. So, um, and, you know, I mean, everybody's just, we all kind of band together and, and you know, do everything we can to to make the best possible product for our clients. So I'm always really proud of our team because we always have our clients' best interest at heart. And, you know, we become friends with them and we just love doing the best we can and being advocates for them. Definitely. And I'll just ask if you have any other final thoughts on this campaign or your work in general with Devaney and Associates? Not really on this campaign. I feel like I <laughs> gave you a lot of information there. Um, and that we're just, you know, we're like a plucky, plucky little agency that, you know, keeps on chugging because we get really great results for our clients. And it's awesome working in a relation in a, you know, agency that does that. And we've all worked together for a really long time. So, um, you know, we're a great cohesive team, nice family atmosphere. And, you know, if any clients out there, potential clients out there are looking for an agency that, you know, wants to work hard, that's you know, willing to get in the trenches and work hard for you. We're, we're your agency. <laughs> awesome. And so where can folks go to learn more? Do you have a website for us? Mm-hmm. Um, Devaney.net is our website. Um, we're also on all the relevant social media, of course. Um, and Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. Um, and I can't remember all our handles right now, but you search I'm sure yeah I'm sure if you start with the website <laughs> you'll have them yeah. all there yep you got it now is it possible for folks to watch any of the um, videos that you did with Vegtrin at this point or is that you said the microsite was kind of shut down is that kind of over with at this point um, microsite is shut down but the videos are still out there and we have a campaign case study on our website on this particular campaign along with others right. including our other work outside of digital campaigns our PR we have PR we have in uh, websites all different kinds of case studies up so if anybody wants to take a look at the rest of our work awesome and, and the website again is Devaney Devaney.net Devaney.net. Awesome. So just remind us one last time who you are and who we had on the show today. I am Lisa Dorsmanio, I'm account manager for Devaney and Associates. And please check out our website at Devaney.net. Thanks so much, Lisa. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to AMA Baltimore Marketing Stories. This podcast is brought to you by the American Marketing Association Baltimore Chapter. For more information about the MX Awards or AMA Baltimore, please visit us at amabaltimore.org. That's amabaltimore.org.